0: Well, what a great way to praise God, to have four of us worshipers just share how we admire, express how we admire God. Uh, There's diversity in that. There's unity in that. Uh, God is so big and he's so rich and so complex that thoughts about God have to be big and rich and varied, and yet we still fall short. As Don said, there are many flavors of God, and we have just touched, just touched the fringe of his garment when we talk about our great God. Don mentioned that he's majestic, and sometimes a, a majestic, powerful, creator, transcendent God seems distant, remote, unknowable, unapproachable. Let's be honest. Haven't you thought about that sometime? God, where are you? I I don't feel your presence. I know I have. I've cried out many times, where are you, God? Are you there? Do you care about me? Do you see what's happening here to my life? Then I read and meditate on Psalm 23. And if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to just turn to Psalm 23, because I'm going to camp there for a while. We're not going to have it on the screen. So one of the problems with us, everything being on the screen, we don't bring our Bibles anymore, but... If you do, just turn to Psalm 23. We're going to stay there for a little while. It begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, the Lord is the shepherd, the great shepherd. He's personal. He's up close. He's intimate. He's loving. He's caring. But David says he's my shepherd. He's David's shepherd. Personal, up close, intimate, loving, caring God. And I apply this to myself and to you. He's my shepherd. He's your shepherd. He's our personal, up close, intimate, loving, caring God. He's not distant. He's not unapproachable. He's not just a passing thought. He is real, and he's ours. He's mine. He's yours. I've been in the hospital three times for extended stays. Two of them were life-threatening. And Mick, you're Friday going to be going through something similar It was Psalm 23 when I was in that hospital bed for about a week. And you're going to be in there for a little while, I imagine. I meditated on Psalm 23. I was was discouraged. I was in pain. I was in despair. Um, I didn't know whether I was going to get through this. But each time God spoke to me through this psalm and that's why I wanted to share it with you today I read that he is with me though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death he is with me he comforts me i definitely have experienced god more in the darkness more in the shadows than i have in the light See, even though God takes us into green pastures, when he does so, sometimes we get so satisfied with the grass of the pasture that we're not satisfied with the giver of the, of the pasture. It's in those dark times that we cry out to God, and he responds in, on being there, being with us. We need danger, we need suffering, we need pain in our lives so that we can grab hold of the Lord is my shepherd. It's one of the things I most admire about God. He's personal. Although he's almighty God and creator and transcendent and all that and he seems way out there or way up there, He is an ever present help in time of need. When I am desperate, when I am walking through the shadows of life, He is there comforting me. His rod and His staff, they comfort me, says in Psalm 23. I admire the Lord, my shepherd because in him I shall not want, I shall not be in want. In other words, because he's my shepherd, I have all that I need. He's my Jehovah-Jireh, my provider. I lack for nothing. All that I need, all that is good for me, the shadows, the dangers included, he supplies when I say that he is my shepherd, I say he is my sole satisfaction. He's also my sole satisfaction. Now let me explain. I'm not, I, I know I see double, but I'm not talking double. When I, when I say that he is my sole satisfaction, he's my only satisfaction. There's no one, no thing that can satisfy me like my shepherd, like God. When I say he's my soul satisfaction, he satisfies my soul. My mind, my emotions, the core of who I am, my yearnings, my desires are all wrapped up into my soul. And so he's both my soul satisfaction and my soul satisfaction satisfaction. My soul occasionally, no, not occasionally, often needs restoring. He restores my soul. The wear and tear of life has a way of just draining my soul. Doesn't it yours? Isn't life tough sometimes? And we get drained, we get anxious or uh, depressed, discouraged, frustrated. My soul is frail. And it's prone to deflate. And so my my shepherd restores me. He inflates me. He builds me up. He is my sustainer. He sustains me. He makes me lie down in those green pastures. So he feeds me. He nourishes me. He gives me peace and rest. He leads me beside quiet waters. He revives me. He restores my soul. When I'm depleted, he revives me. When I'm running on empty, he restores my soul. He also guides me. It says here, he guides me in paths of righteousness. It's another reason why I admire him. This may be hard to believe, but I don't always do the right thing. I sometimes get on unrighteous paths and he gets me back on the right path, the righteous path. And he says he does this for his honor, for his name's sake. Isn't that a great motivation that we When we do right things, when we're righteous, we honor him. We do it for his sake. And because it's for his sake, he has some ownership in this. I know he's going to help me be righteous because it's for his honor, his reputation, his glory. What does he do when I'm in the presence of my enemies? When I'm in the hospital... My enemy was disease, sickness, pain. And Mick, your enemy is going to be that cancer that they're going to work on. And when I'm in the presence, and when you are in the presence of your enemy, he prepares a table. He prepares a celebration, a blessing. He takes something It could be extremely bad for us. And out of that comes a celebration, a blessing, a banquet. He anoints me with oil, the oil of healing. You pray for that, that oil of healing. That's how he anoints us, with spiritual healing or physical healing, the healing of what we need. I admire the Lord because he fills my cup. He fills my cup with himself. He is the soul-satisfying, quench-thirsting, cup-filling shepherd. Everything else falls short. Because the Lord, my shepherd, is a loving and good God and invites me to come in and dwell with him, then I know this holy, majestic God wants me to dwell with him. And goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Well, isn't that, isn't that a great thought? You know, Jesus is also the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He came to give life. Dan, you said God is a life giver. Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly. And his sheep hear him, hear his voice, and, he, and they know him. And so if you hear Jesus' voice, if you know Jesus, he is your shepherd. My prayer, my hope is that all of us, that he is our shepherd. He is our shepherd. And I pray that we will follow him, that we will know him, that we'll have that abundant life.